Hey guys, welcome back to Faith Fuels My Fire, the podcast. I'm your host, Lorena Camille. Today's episode is a Bible study on chapter 9 of the book of John. If you haven't checked out the previous chapters, I have all of my Bible studies and study guides included on my Facebook group. It's called Faith Fuels My Fire. You can go on Facebook and type in the search bar, Faith Fuels My Fire, or I'll also have it linked in the show notes here. Just click on that link, request to be in the group. Once you're added in the group, you'll go on the units tab and you'll see all of my previous Bible studies and the study guides included. Alright, so first what I want to do is just say a quick prayer with you guys before we get into this Bible study. So if you would, please just close your eyes and pray with me. Lord, I pray that you lift up every single person listening to this right now. Lord, I pray for knowledge and understanding to know exactly what it is that we're reading and how to implement it in our daily life. I pray that you open up our eyes to see the truth of your words that we open up our ears, our mind, our heart, and our souls to you, Lord. I pray that you show your truth to every single person listening to this right now, Lord, in that we take the truth that you show us and we spread it to other people and let other people know about you and how amazing you are. I love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so without further ado, let's get into this Bible study. So I'm just going to start reading at verse 1 of chapter 9. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the work of God may be displayed in his life. As long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in this world, I am the light of the world. So I'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys here. So the first thing that I want to discuss is... Whenever Jesus' disciples saw the blind man, they didn't want to help him. They just wanted to know what was the reason for his condition and if it was him or his parents that had sinned. And Jesus said that neither him nor his parents sinned. And the reason why he was born blind is so that the work of God may be displayed in his life. And this just goes to show in our everyday life that things may happen that's out of our control or things that we're born with, things that we may not think is fair, or that we think we're being punished for something that we did. And these things could be things that are in our lives to show the goodness of God and to show his work and to show that Jesus is loving and merciful and gracious and that he heals the broken and the wounded. So this just goes to show that everything that we may see that's bad in our life or things out of our control The reason for them happening may be so that the work of God might be displayed in our life and revealed in our life. Now I want to discuss what he says in verse 4. So when he says that as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. So what he's referring to here, this is an illustration of the time of his ministry on earth because there's going to come a time, and he said this to them before in previous Bible studies, there's going to come a time where he goes back to where it came from, which is in heaven. After his resurrection, he goes back to heaven. And so while it's still day, while he still is on earth to do his ministry, he must do the work of God the Father, which is who sent him. And the illustration of night or what he means by night here, that night is coming when no one can work. This just means that the opportunities for him to show the work of God the Father and show his disciples all of that is not going to last forever because he's going to be going back to heaven. And so it's very important for him to show the work and to do 
the will of God the Father while he is still on earth. Because like he says in verse 5, while he is in the world, he is the light of the world. And he has to show his disciples the light also because people live in darkness. And a lot of people at that time lived in darkness. And a lot of people in this time also live in darkness. And what I mean by darkness is living in sin. Or maybe they're blind to what's good and what's not good because they've never been taught about Jesus Christ or they don't know anything about Jesus Christ. And that's why it's so important for us to go out and spread the gospel and let other people know about Jesus and how amazing he is and all of the good that he does in our lives and the good that he can do in their lives also. So he has to let that light shine through to his disciples. And whenever it's his time to go and he goes to heaven after his resurrection, then God sends the Holy Spirit down to his disciples down to us to counsel his disciples and to let that light shine through to others and to continue spreading that love and light to others and spreading the gospel about Jesus Christ. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 6. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. This word means sent. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, he only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened? They demanded. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. Then he told me to go to Siloam and wash. So I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man? They asked him. I don't know, he said. So I'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys here. So the first thing where Jesus spit on the ground and made mud with the saliva and put it on his eyes and then told him to go wash it. This just goes to show because he's healed people before in different ways. In chapter 4, he told the royal official to go and his son would live. In chapter 5, he told the man at the pool to pick up his mat and go. And these are just some of the miraculous signs of him healing people in the book of John. This just goes to show that the power was in God and not in the method. If Jesus was constantly healing people doing the same exact thing, other people may think that they can do that also and try to do the exact same thing that Jesus was doing to heal people. And so it's important to know that the power is not in the method of how he heals, but the power is in God himself. And then here in verse 7, when he tells him to go wash in the pool of Siloam, he could have easily just put the mud on the man's eyes, washed it himself, and he would have been able to see. But him telling him to go wash in that pool was a call for that man to show obedience and faith-filled action. If the man didn't go wash in the pool, then the healing wouldn't happen because the man wasn't obedient in what Jesus told him to go wash in the pool. And this is important for us to understand in our daily life that sometimes whenever we ask for Jesus to do something or for God to do something for us and we're wondering why we're not getting results, you may want to ask yourself, have you done what Jesus has asked you to do? Are you being obedient? Are you trusting in God completely and allowing his will to be done? Or are you asking for selfish things and just wanting selfish rewards? That's really something that we have to reflect on and really think about whenever we're asking for Jesus to do things or we're wanting healing and we're not getting it. 
So then here in verses 8 through 10, it was hard for people to believe that he was the same man that was begging and that was blind. And some people claimed that it was the same man. And then some people were just saying, no, he just looks like him. That's not really him because how could he just be able to see now out of nowhere when he's been blind this whole time and begging? So I'm going to continue reading at verse 13. They brought to the Pharisees the man who had been blind. Now the day on which Jesus had made the mud and opened the man's eyes was the Sabbath. Therefore the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He put mud on my eyes, the man replied, and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. But others asked, How can a sinner do such miraculous signs? So they were divided. Finally they turned again to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. The man replied, He is a prophet. The Jews still did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they sent for the man's parents. Is this your son? They asked. Is this the one you say was born blind? How is it now that he can see? We know he is our son, the parents answered, and we know he was born blind. But how he can see now, or who opened his eyes, we don't know. Ask him. He is of age. He will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for already the Jews had decided that anyone who acknowledged that Jesus was the Christ would be put out of the synagogue. That was why his parents said, he is of age, ask him. All right, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys here. So the day that Jesus had healed the man was on a Sabbath, which we see in chapter 5 that Jesus had healed the man at the pool on a Sabbath. And because of that, the Jewish leaders and Pharisees sought to kill him because of the law, the rabbi's interpretation of the law, that you shouldn't work on a Sabbath. And again here, with him healing this man on a Sabbath and putting mud on his eyes and having the man go wash, that was considered work. So that was against the law, him healing that man on a Sabbath. And before Jesus even healed this man, he knew that it was on a Sabbath, and that would just make the teachers of the law and the Pharisees even more angry with him. But this just goes to show that... He was on a mission to save lives, and he was submitted to the will of God the Father. And he didn't care about these petty traditions of these people and the interpretations of the law that wasn't even right or just, because he was fully submitted to doing the work of God the Father. And he wasn't going to let anything get in the way of that. And then in verse 18, they had to bring in the parents of this man because they still didn't believe that he had been blind. It was easier for them to believe that he was never blind in the first place, than for them to believe that Jesus had healed him because they thought that Jesus was deceiving the people and that he wasn't from God and he was just this crazy man that was making all these claims and going against the law and deceiving these people and they didn't want to believe that he actually healed the man. So I'm going to continue reading at verse 24. A second time they summoned the man who had been blind. Give glory to God, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I have already told you and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple? We are disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses, but as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. The man answered, Now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. 
We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly man who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To this they replied, You were steeped in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? And they threw him out. Alright, so I'm going to stop right there and discuss a few things with you guys here. So first I just wanted to point out in verse 24 where it says, Give glory to God. That this was a command to tell the truth. And we see this in the book of Joshua, which I'm going to read verse 19 of chapter 7 of Joshua. Then Joshua said to Akon, My son, give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, and give him praise. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. So when they said give glory to God, they were commanding this man to tell the truth. And by the glory of God, he would tell the truth. And here's the thing. In verse 25, he says that... He doesn't know if Jesus was a sinner or not, but one thing he does know is that he was blind and now he sees. And we're going to read further in this about spiritual blindness, but this man couldn't speak on things he didn't know. He could only speak on what he did know, which is he was blind, he was born blind, and now he could see because of Jesus. And the Pharisees were still questioning him because... They just didn't believe that Jesus healed the man, and they thought that Jesus was a sinner, and they were trying to find ways to find him guilty. And what the man had said in verse 27 made the Pharisees very angry because he said, do you want to become his disciples too? Because they were so curious about what Jesus had done and how he healed the man, and the man had already told them. So when they asked him again, he said, why do you keep asking me this? Do you want to be his disciples too? And they were angry because he was basically saying that he was one of Jesus's disciples. And they said they were disciples of Moses, which like we know, you can't be disciples of Moses if you're not a disciple of Jesus Christ, because Moses followed what God the Father said, and he even talked about Jesus Christ. And then verse 29 just goes to show again, they say that they don't even know where the man comes from. And of course, they don't know where Jesus Christ comes from because they have hatred in their heart and they don't truly know God. Because if they truly knew God, they would know that Jesus came from heaven and that he was the son of God the Father. And so verses 30 through 33, the man says, how can you not know where Jesus came from when he opened my eyes and that if he wasn't from God, he would be able to do nothing because they've never seen it happen before where someone was to heal a man that was born blind. And so they automatically in verse 34 just hurled insults at him again and said that he was steeped in sin from birth and they just didn't want to listen to what the man had to say. They we're just so focused on thinking that Jesus Christ was bad and he was a sinner and they had hatred in their heart and they were just so focused on judging by mere appearances. They didn't want to believe what this man was saying about Jesus. So they threw him out. So I'm going to continue reading starting at verse 35. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? Who is he, sir? The man asked. Tell me so that I may believe in him. Jesus said, you have now seen him. In fact, he is the one speaking with you. Then the man said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, for judgment I have come into this world so that the blind will see and those who see will become blind. Some Pharisees who were with him heard him say this and asked, what, are we blind too? Jesus said, if you were blind, you would not be guilty of sin. But now that you claim you can see, your guilt remains. So these are the last verses of chapter 9, but I'm going to discuss these verses with you guys here. So whenever Jesus found this man, 
he asked him if he believed in the Son of Man. And not only did Jesus heal the physical blindness of this man, but he also healed the spiritual blindness of this man. And the man didn't know who the Son of Man was, but when Jesus said that he is speaking with you now, the man automatically said, Lord, I believe, and he started worshiping him. His eyes were opened, and he was no longer blind, spiritually or physically, and he could clearly see that what Jesus Christ was saying was true, and that he was the Son of Man, and he started worshiping him. And then in verse 39, where Jesus said, For judgment I have come into this world, so that the blind will see, and those who will see will become blind. So just like this man that was born blind, he came so that the people that were spiritually blind would be able to see and put their faith in Jesus Christ and know that he is the Son of Man and he is God the Son. And so those that admit that they are blind and they didn't know who the Son of Man was, they would find sight in Jesus Christ. And the people like the Pharisees and the teachers of the law that claim that they can see, just like they said here, in verse 40, what are we blind to? Like being snarky, trying to claim that they can see. Those will be made blind. And then in verse 41, he says that if you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty of sin. If they would just admit that they were blind, then they could be forgiven and set free. But because they claim that they can see, and they really thought that they know God based on the scriptures, and they didn't think Jesus was the Christ, their guilt remained. They were falsely claiming to know more than Jesus Christ, and no one knows more than Jesus Christ. And just like you've heard me say before in previous Bible studies, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one can come to the Father except through him. And so these people that were claiming to be able to see but not believing in Jesus Christ, their guilt was going to remain, and they wouldn't be forgiven or set free. So that concludes our Bible study on chapter 9 of the book of John. Next week, we'll go into chapter 10, so stay tuned for that. I love you guys so much. I will see you guys next time. Bye, guys!